0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From the pages of The New Yorker, this is the Weekly Comment Podcast. In Coal for Christmas, Elizabeth Colbert reports on climate change diplomacy. Last week, representatives from around the world gathered to begin another round of climate negotiations in Katowice, a city in the heart of Poland's coal mining country. Delegates arriving at the meeting, known in United Nations Speak as a Conference of the Parties, or COP, were treated to an outdoor performance by a Polish coal miner's band. Inside the convention pavilions, they found mounds of coal displayed behind glass, like objects d'art, as well as arrangements of coal-based cosmetics and coal-encrusted jewelry. Poland gets about 80% of its electricity from coal, the most carbon-intensive of carbon-based fuels, And the Polish president, Andrzej Duda, noted in his opening remarks that the country had enough as yet unmined supplies to last another two centuries. It would be hard not to use them, he said. Depending on how you look at things, a coal-stuffed climate summit is either completely absurd, beyond parody, as one commentator put it, or merely appropriate. With each passing month, the threat posed by global warming grows clearer. And so, too, does the world's failure to take that threat seriously. We are in trouble, the United Nations Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, said at the COP's opening session. It is hard to comprehend why we are collectively still moving too slowly, and even in the wrong direction. In October, a report from an international team of scientists warned that the planet was closer to dangerous warming than had previously been believed and that a critical threshold could be crossed within a matter of years. To avoid this, a rapid and total overhaul of global energy systems would be needed. Such a transformation, the team observed, has no documented historical precedent. Then, in November, a study put together by experts from 13 U.S. federal agencies laid out the extent to which warming is already wreaking havoc in this country, via drought intensifying storms, and an increasing number of wildfires. The study predicted that as temperatures continue to rise, the country will experience losses to infrastructure and property that could run to hundreds of billions of dollars annually. The Trump administration did not tamper with the contents of the study, a version of which must, by law, be presented every four years. Instead, it sought to bury the assessment by releasing it the day after Thanksgiving. In the brief interval between the publication of the two reports, the deadliest wildfire in California's history, the Camp Fire, claimed the lives of at least 85 people. As these alarms were going off, one nation after another reached for the snooze button. Last month, the president-elect of Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro, chose as his foreign minister a climate change denier, Ernesto Arujo. Arujo has described climate science as part of a plot by cultural Marxists to cripple Western economies. The incoming government promptly announced that Brazil was reneging on its offer to host the next COP, which is scheduled for November 2019. Last week, just as the session in Katowice was getting underway, the French president, Emmanuel Macron, suspended plans to raise that nation's gasoline and diesel fuel taxes. The increase had been intended to speed the transition to cleaner cars. The postponement came in response to violent protests by the so called Yellow Vest Movement. Demonstrators complained that Macron was worried about the end of the world while they were worried about the end of the month. The Trump administration, meanwhile, has already made plain its intention of undermining the whole COP process. Last week, the administration basically flipped off negotiators in Poland by unveiling not one, but two new schemes for promoting fossil fuel use. The first was a proposed rollback of an Obama-era rule that effectively blocked new construction of coal-fired power plants. The rollback was presented by the acting head of the Environmental Protection Agency, Andrew Wheeler, a former coal industry lobbyist. The second was a plan to open some 9 million acres of public lands in western states to oil and gas drilling by sweeping aside protections for the greater sage grouse environmentalists, justifiably, labeled this move a giveaway to the fossil fuel industry. As the Times noted, it would open more land to drilling than any other step the administration has taken. This year's COP, the 24th in the series, is supposed to resolve procedural questions left hanging when the Paris Agreement was negotiated three years ago at COP21. Under the agreement, each country was asked to formulate its own emission reduction plan. The aim of this give-what-you-can approach was to nudge developed and developing countries toward a consensus. It was hoped that nations would, over time, push one another to increase their commitments. Back in 2015, this might have been a reasonable expectation. Now, in the era of America First, it looks increasingly like wishful thinking. On Wednesday, even as negotiators in Poland were debating how to monitor CO2 reductions, researchers at the University of East Anglia and a group called the Global Carbon Project announced that emissions are again on the rise. Worldwide, they are expected to have increased by almost 3% in 2018 to more than 40 billion tons. In the United States, emissions rose by about 2.5%, following a decade of decline. The message from this year's tally is more brutal than ever. David Rie, a climate scientist at the University of Edinburgh, told The Guardian, We are deep in the red, and heading still deeper. Even gloomier was the assessment of a trio of prominent researchers at universities in California and Texas, which appeared last week in Nature. They argued that while the latest warnings have been dire, they have not been dire enough. Owing in part to the recent uptick in emissions, warming will be faster and more furious than predicted. For decades, scientists and policymakers have framed the climate policy debate in a simple way. Scientists analyze long-term goals, and policymakers pretend to honor them, they wrote. Those days are over. If they're right, this year's carbon-friendly COP may indeed mark a turning point the moment when climate negotiations can no longer be considered even a useful fiction. That was Coal for Christmas by Elizabeth Colbert from The New Yorker magazine, December 17th, 2018, narrated by Jamie Rennell. Also in the magazine this week, Louisa Thomas on voices for change in the NFL, David Owen on facial recognition technology, Ariel Levy on Julia Louis-Dreyfus, William Finnegan on Surfing the Perfect Wave, Anthony Lane on Roma, Casey Sepp on Atticus Finch, Joan Acocella on Rennie Harris, Alex Ross on Yo-Yo Ma, Alexandra Swartz on Network, fiction by Lynn Ullman, and more. Audible.com produces a weekly audio edition of The New Yorker. To subscribe or to download individual issues, we invite you to go to www.audible.com and enter New Yorker in the search box. To subscribe to the comment podcast, go to www.newyorker.com or to the New Yorker Room on the iTunes Store.